Philippians chapter number 3. Thank you very much for doing that. Philippians chapter number 3. And uh, we're going to look at that. Our lesson this morning is reaching goals in 2022. And so I want to talk to you for a little bit about that. Girls, thanks again for being here. I know it's, uh, you'd rather be in your class. Do they have refreshments in your class too? Do they do refreshments? You get to eat, have coffee? No coffee? Well, I'll tell you, the guys' room, they have coffee. Junk food? They're spo- they are spoiled. I'll tell you, the guys need to get right with God, amen? Amen. Tell you what, it's rough. I will say these adults, they don't get any donuts, they don't get any coffee, they come because of the word. These are the most spiritual people you're ever gonna find right here. And, uh, how many already had your coffee this morning? Had your coffee this morning? Wow. Man, there's a lot of you that had coffee. I'm impressed. How many of you are not coffee drinkers? Wow, there's quite a few that don't drink coffee either. Good for you. Amen. We're gonna see those folks in heaven, amen. And uh but uh, Dr. Lester Roloff used to preach against drinking coffee. He said, I don't know what his reasoning for is, but it acted like it was a sin. I don't think it's a sin, uh, but there's a Bible verse that says, abstain from all appearance of evil. So, uh, no, I'm just joking. I don't know. I don't know it's a sin whatsoever. But, uh, all right. Uh, let's see here. I don't, again, I'd love for you to have coffee, but I just don't want you to bring it in the auditorium. So, Station, why don't you next week, we'll put coffee out there for everybody out there, all right? If you want to come next week, get a cup of coffee. Please don't bring it in the auditorium, though, if you don't mind. I would appreciate if you didn't uh, do that. All right, uh, got your Bible, Philippians number three, and uh, let's look at our Bible again. Familiar verses, because most of the time these are used for, for the first of the year. Uh, look at verse number 12, Philippians 3, verse number 12. Not as though, Paul said to the Philippian church, not as though I had already obtained, and uh, either were already perfect, but I follow after that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I want to use these verses this morning on this idea of reaching your goals. I'm going to be more really practical this morning. The lesson that you have in your hand, um, to be honest with you, in 1994 is the first time I wrote that, the first time I was, did a Sunday school lesson here. Uh, for New Year's on just practical ways about setting some goals and reaching goals in our lives. So we're going to look at that tonight, or this morning, excuse me. Let's ask the Lord's blessing again. Heavenly Father, thank you again for letting us be together. And again, would you please give us the words to say and power the Holy Spirit. Father, work in the hearts. Lord, as we start this new year on January the 2nd now, help us, Father, the Lord, to think about what we can do better this coming year uh, for your honor and your glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You know, no matter what a person does, if you work a, a job, the idea is to be better at your job, more efficient, quicker, all right? If a person plays a sport, the goal of playing a sport is to be a better at that sport. That's why we practice in that particular sport. We do things to make sure that we uh, can do uh, our best or be the best when it comes to the game itself. This, uh, Church family, I know some of, uh, I, I really believe some of you this morning, this idea of setting goals is like, I'm not doing it, all right? And I want to tell you why. One of the reasons why I think people don't set goals is because we don't reach them. All right, now think about it. I mentioned it the last service that according to statistics, 53% of people uh, set goals for the new year. All right, they call them resolutions, but they set goals. And it's interesting that only 8% of people actually reach their goals. 8% of people actually reach their goals. And so I know uh, sometimes a person gets discouraged. Now, church, I'm going to just tell you. Uh, I set goals. I try to set goals every year. I've set goals for this coming year. And I usually do about six or seven uh, goals um, is usually my average as far as things that I want to attain and reach. I don't know how you do your goals as far as maybe it's a lot, maybe it's few, maybe it's none. But can I just tell you, I didn't reach all my goals last year. 
I think we get so discouraged, like, you know, there's no sense in setting goals if I'm not going to reach, reach those goals. And there's reasons, I think, that people don't reach their goals. I think there could be a combination of things. Number one, sometimes people, they set too high of a goal, all right? You know, if you're not reading your Bible at all and then saying, I'm going to read 10 chapters a day, I hate to say it, you're setting yourself up for defeat, all right? You've got to get yourself into a habit. Have you ever noticed that you always do kindergarten before you do 12th grade? Well, you're supposed to. Okay. And the reason for that is, is because school, we start in kindergarten level and we start with things that they can understand with their ABCs and their numbers and we work our way up to eventually get to 12th grade and hopefully they're being able to do algebra and geometry. Now, it's a process. Can I tell you the Christian life is the same way? It's also a process. So this morning, I want to encourage you to set some goals and whether you set them or not, this is the lesson for the day, but I hope that you'll at least think about, set it, you say it's already January the 2nd. Okay, January the 2nd, it's not January the 3rd. All right, so... Again, think about the idea of setting goals. Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands, but I'm curious that I don't want you to raise your hands. How many people have already set goals for this coming year? I would think that there's probably a percentage of you in here this morning you have not set goals because you do not see the necessity of setting goals. And may, may this lesson this morning encourage you and show you, hey, it's important to keep bettering yourself physically, spiritually, all right? Maybe financially. There's things that you can do. I was just talking to Brother... Bryant here a, mo a few moments ago um, uh, about, you know, we're, you're 54, is that right? 58. Are you really? Man, alive, you're old. Okay, 58. <laughs> All right, so I'm 52, and so when you, you get to those ages of life, I'm thinking so much more, where am I going to be at in 10 years? And I'm just going to be real, be, uh, real honest with you this morning, church. I, mean, I don't want you to have to take care of me when I'm not able to take care of you. All right, now that sounds crazy, Okay. Now, I'm not opposed to churches, you know, if they want to give a love offering to the pastor on a regular basis, if he's been there an amount of years. I don't care whether you do or not. That's not the issue. What I don't want is I don't want you to have to take care of my entire salary of living a life while you're trying to support another pastor. I don't want that to happen, okay? So I'm at that age of my life. I'm thinking, okay, I've got to make sure this is going to get paid off. I've got to make sure that I've got some income coming out of other areas. And I don't want to get sidetracked from the ministry because my focus is ministry. My focus is not secular. Are y'all with me so far? But I am thinking about the future of there's got to be some goals that I've got to set so the Heritage Baptist Church doesn't feel like we've got to take care of this old man. Okay, thank you. Oh, at least you didn't say amen, so that's a blessing. All right. So there's things that I want to do in my life to propel myself a little bit farther forward in preparation for the end, end, ending end of my life or the close to the end of years. And now, uh, you, I know I sound like a broken record, but, you know, when I got to my 50s, my grandfather died at 57, my dad died at 58, I cannot help but think I better make sure I've got some things in order. All right. So I just want you to think this morning, you don't get an order for retirement when you're 65. You get an order for retirement. And again, pastors don't really retire. But, uh, but you get ready for, for the upper, upper years of life while you're younger. Are you with me so far? Okay. So it's the same thing this coming year in 2022. Okay. If you don't make some, some goals or some, I, some thoughts of a mark of where I want to be at the end of 2022, as a person once said, he, he who shoots at nothing hits every time. Alrighty? We've got to make sure that we're aiming for something. Brother, I think that I put the quote on there, Brother Sigstead, we still support missionary to Africa. But Brother Sigstead said, the reason people stop serving God is because they no longer have goals. All right? Just tell me, you've got to keep pushing yourself. All right? You don't want to get stagnant in your Christian life. You don't want to just stop. You want to go forward. All right? 
I like the book of Titus because it talks about, it says three times in chapter three of Titus, maintaining good works. I'm sorry, it says two times, but it says three things about that. You know, maintaining, sometimes we say, well, man, if you're not going forward, you're backsliding. Well, that's not really true. You know, what happens with backsliding is when a person ceases to maintain, all right? So there's really three. There's a person who's going backwards. Let me back up here. There's a person who's going backwards. There's a person who's maintaining. And then there's a person who's going forward, all right? Now, Titus chapter 3. Can I show them to you real quick if you don't mind? I think they're kind of, there's probably a message in itself. But let me just show you quick. Turn over to Titus real quick here. Titus, Philemon, Hebrews. Look what uh, Paul wrote to Titus. In Titus chapter 3, Look at verse number eight. This is a faithful saying, and these things I will that thou affirm constantly that they which have believed in God might be careful to, what's the next three words? So the first two things that happen when you maintain good works is in the last phrase, verse number eight. Maintain good works. uh, These things are good and profitable unto men. So maintaining good works is good. Maintaining good works is profitable. And then look down in verse number 14. And let ours also learn to, what's the three words? Maintain good works for necessary uses that they be not what? Okay, so guess what, guess what maintaining the Christian life? Okay, so last year you read three chapters a day. This year your goal is to read three chapters a day. Okay, by the way, a couple of my goals I kept the same. All right. One of my goals I didn't reach. All right, I was trying to do 10,000 steps a day. And that's a physical goal, but I was trying to do 10,000 steps a day. I didn't make it. All right. I, you know what I should do is go back and find out because I can because I keep everything digitally. I can go back and find out. I should find out how many times I reached my 10,000 mark. But I can tell you something. There were some days. Uh, you see, I don't know if you see my clock very well from back there, if, you, if, if your eyesight's that good. But anyway, in the top right-hand corner of my clock, I keep the time. That's always a good thing when you have a clock time. Okay. In the middle of my watch, I keep my steps. All right. My steps are constantly in front of me. All right. I know this means not much to some of you. How many you easily get 10,000 steps in a day? All right. See, there's not very many of you. All right. How many of you are reaching 500? Okay, I can't even. All right, so, so every hour of the day, I want, my watch goes off because it's not on my wrist. All right, let me put it back on my wrist here. I want to, every, every moment of the day, I want to know where I'm at on my steps because I have a goal of trying to get to 10,000. Now, I'm at 3,006 steps right now. You all wonder why I don't stand behind the pulpit. I've got a goal to reach, all right? <laughs> so during the service, I'm going after my 10,000 steps, all right? But there's been several days in 2021, I didn't reach my goal, but I am not discouraged, all right? I didn't change my goal this year. I think I kept it at 10,000, but I'm going to do my best. That's one of my goals is to make sure I'm doing that. Church, can I just tell you that you cannot get discouraged because you don't reach your goal. You adjust man falls seven times. You get back up saying, this is where I'm going. That's what I'm doing, all right? So uh, this morning, let me quickly finish the the thought, and and I'm going to run now, but maintaining, all right? So what's maintaining good works? Maintaining reading my Bible through, maintaining as far as walking, maintaining when it comes to as far as whatever your goals are, passing out tracts, being a witness, giving, being in church services, whatever spiritual goals, whatever physical goals, there might be financial goals, it's, it's pushing yourself to maintain. What does that do? It's good. It's profitable. It's fruitful, all right? So again, it's important we go forward in Christian life. All right, let me get practical. Are you ready? They're in your lesson. I'm going to run through these real quickly. There's four of them here. If I'm going to reach my goals, the first thing I have to do is I have to define my goal. In other words, what is it that I want to do or to be better in this particular year? Now, I don't know. I don't think somebody else can really set your goals for you. I don't set my goals for my wife, all right? Fellas, don't tell your wife, okay, this is your goal. You're going to lose 10 pounds. Don't do that, okay? (laughs) You'll have another goal. Stay out of the hospital, all right? 
So we don't set our goals for others. We set our goals for us. Alrighty? So you have to define what your goal is. What do you want to do in your Christian life? Now I want to tell you, when I was a teenager, when I was a college student, uh, when I was uh, first married, I have always had this mindset of setting a goal. I don't know where I got it, why I do it. And I don't get discouraged at the end of the year when I look at my goals and find out which ones I don't meet. I always just, I decide I want to continue to go forward. And I love the new year. All right? I told you that it was the day it was Ecclesiastes, but it's actually Lamentations. But in Lamentations chapter number three, when the Bible says his mercies are new, how often? I feel like the new year is a new morning. All right? And I mean like really new. I get to start all over again. All right? So again, define what your goals you want, that you want to do in your life. All right? So for me, I've got six goals. I'm not going to tell you my goals, but I have a goal on how much Bible reading I want to do every day. I have a goal on how many chapters in Proverbs I want to quote every day. Now, these are specific to me because everybody's different, okay? I have a goal on how many steps that I want to walk, which is 10,000. I have a goal um, of who I want to pray for and how often I want to pray for them. Some's daily, some's weekly. But so I have set goals that are both spiritual and physical as far as making sure. And, and I want to just tell you, if you don't define your goals, you have... You have nothing that, that, that is your gauge. You remember me telling you the story with that one time? It was a staff lady. I don't, each time I probably tell the same story, but add a little bit more detail, I guess. But a uh, lady comes into my office. This is when I was upstairs in the metal building where my office is where Sarah is actually living right now. Uh, and, uh, but anyway, she came to my office, and she says, I'm having trouble with my marriage. And I said, so my, always my first question is, is when a person is having a problem, whether it's financial or marital or anything, it's always my first question is, is where are you at in your walk with God? It's, can, I tell you, can I tell you something? It always goes back to God. Amen. When you've got a problem, it always goes back to God. It always goes back to God. So my first question was, how much Bible reading? What are you reading in your Bible right now? And she was the lady that said, well, I don't really have a schedule. I just open my Bible and wherever I open to, that's where I read. And then I looked at her and I said, you're not having a walk with God. I said, until you fix your own personal walk with God, you are not going to fix your husband. Can I just tell you that if you do not have a scheduled way of reading your Bible, I'm being real candid, then you're not reading your Bible. Oh, I just open my Bible wherever it falls to. Can I just tell you the devil's going to get you out of that so quickly, and you are not going to do that faithfully, all righty? You know, it's like, it's like you go into the refrigerator and say, I'm hungry, I'm going to close my eyes, and whatever I pull, I'm going to eat. I hope you pull out a bottle of ketchup. Okay? You, just like you have a balanced physical diet, you need to have a balanced spiritual diet. And I, listen, I know it's been like this for 27 years. It's just because of the way I am. But I, when we wrote that first one, um, some of you were here when we did this years and years and years and years ago. When we were on the old site, I wanted the church family to read through their Bible. So the first time I wrote a question out for every chapter in the Bible, we printed out a half sheet of paper, and we put it into a three-ring notebook, one of those smaller three-ring notebooks, and I handed one of those out to everyone in the church family and said, listen, you need to read your Bible. And, 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 and we, from there, now we do the spiral, and, and every year I did six years' worth because it was time-consuming. You know, when I was writing those, and I did one at a time, whenever I would write the next one, I would have to keep one of the old ones open to find out what question I had from the chapter. So when I wrote the next question, when I got up to six and I'm trying to read all six questions to make sure I didn't write a new one, write, that I was writing something different, I said, I'm done, all right? So that's why you only have six years. So every seventh year, you're going to go back to the beginning, but most of you can't remember seven years ago anyway, all right? After I preach today, you only know what today's message was on, all right? So I, I'm just trying to say that three chapters a day, now again, when you get into Psalms, it's a few more, and sometimes you get to the longer chapters, it's short, but it averages out to three chapters a day. It just gives you a schedule to read through your Bible, 
I don't know who it was because somebody in here, my memory is terrible too, but somebody asked me, and I don't even try to think who it was, but anyway, somebody asked me, hey, listen, I would like to just read the New Testament this year. And I said, I wouldn't do it. I said, you, I would read the entire Bible. And I'd start back in the Old Testament. If you want to read an extra chapter in the New Testament, I, I, that's fine. But get yourself on a schedule and follow through. Define your goal. Church, I mean, we're all different and our goals are different, okay? Some of you would say, man alive, I, when I start the new year, I'm going to lose 20 pounds, okay? At least set a goal, all right? I mean, even if you only lost five, five is better than zero. I got a better one than that. Losing five is better than gaining 10 more. All right. So again, we go back to define your goals, figure out what those goals are going to be. All right. Again, don't be unrealistic in your goals. Okay. Next thing. Number two, discipline yourself to reach those goals. All right. The goal is what you're going to tell yourself either to do, or you're going to tell yourself no, as far as I'm not going to do this, or I am going to do this. Okay. Some of your goals might be, well, I'm going to make sure that I get up at a certain time every day. Now, all of us are different. I'm to the place at my age, and again, I know I'm not super spiritual, and so I know you'd say to yourself, well, that's not very good, but it's just me. I function best on six and a half to seven hours of sleep, okay? So if I'm up, at, if I'm up till 11 o'clock at night, then I'm going to get up at six, six or a little bit earlier, six in the morning. My body's to the place now because they're doing it so long. I wake up almost without an alarm clock now um, when it gets to that seven-hour mark. I'm just awake, and so I don't, I don't get beyond seven, maybe a little bit more. So if I go to bed at 10, I'm getting up at five. If I get to bed at 9, I'm getting up at 4. It's just, it's just I know exactly how much sleep I need. Now, by the way, I, I could really get into this idea, thought, too, about how much sleep a person needs and that your body needs as far as where you're at. Some people, they say the average person needs about 8 hours, depending on your age, adolescence, and adulthood, et cetera, as far as the amount of hours. But all I'm trying to say is this. If you're going to set a goal, it's got to be realistic. You cannot be going to bed at 1 o'clock and getting up at 6 o'clock every morning. All right? And you might do that for a day or two. But it's not healthy, number one, and you're not going to be consistent at it, all right? I met preachers before and preachers that used to preach behind the pulpit. Bless God, if you're a preacher, you should be getting up at 4 o'clock every morning. Well, I got under conviction about it, to be honest with you. Man, I should be getting up at 4 o'clock every morning, and I did that for about a day. <laughs> and then I find out these guys are getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning. They're going to bed at 8 o'clock at night, okay? So all of our lives are different, so there's no way to compare ourselves with one another, but set yourself a realistic goal. So you define your goal. Number two, you have to d discipline yourself to reach that goal. Okay, so my son, uh, Stephen, uh, has heard from me say behind the pulpit before, I never put my alarm clock, which I never have. I don't put my alarm clock next to my bed. The reason for that is because there's a button on it. It's an evil button. What's the name of the button? Snooze. snooze. What's, what does Satan's name start with? What does snooze start with? It's the devil, I'm just telling you, Okay. So I never put my alarm clock next to me. My alarm clock is always at uh, 5 something this morning. I think I got up at 5.20 this morning. At 5.20 this morning, my alarm clock went off, and it startled me. Did I wake you up when I woke up this morning? All right, so uh, it startled me. So when, when something startles me, I throw the covers off, and I get ready to jump. So sometimes I've done that to my wife. Several times I've done that to my wife. I'm shocked I didn't wake up this morning. But it startled me this morning. So I throw the covers up because I'm trying to figure out what's going on immediately. You know, when I heard that alarm clock at 520. So it's going off. My wife is resting. I don't want to wake her up. So it causes me to immediately get out of bed to walk over to that alarm clock. And I've designed it that way on purpose because it wakes me up by the time I get to that alarm clock. All right. Now, you know what that is? That's a discipline for me. It makes me get out of bed. All right. Now, Trisha, I'm not telling you to move your alarm clock. And your wife will probably get really mad at you if you keep, because I want to tell you something. Stephen decided he was going to do that. So Stephen puts his alarm clock across the room. Stephen kind of a little cave. 
and the other kids are so aggravated with Stephen because his alarm keeps going on and on and on and on and waking up the rest of the house. And Stephen doesn't hear it. We have had two or three discussions at the dinner table of what we're going to do with Stephen and his alarm clock. All right? So Stephen is trying to discipline himself. He's aggravating everybody else in the home. All right? Now, can I just tell you, you have to discipline yourself. First Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 27. These verses, I think, are in your thing. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means when I preach to others, I myself should be a castaway. When it says I put under, I put under, I put under my body, the idea there actually means to beat, back, beat black and blue. We have to discipline ourselves. Proverbs 25, 28. He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. All right, Proverbs 16, 32, he that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city. Can I just tell you that you're going to have to have some discipline in your life to say, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to let my flesh do what it wants to do, okay? We were talking, I remember Stacia and I were talking to somebody. They were asking about our family. And uh, I struggle with weight. Man, do I struggle with weight, all right? You can say whatever you want, think whatever you want. I'm just telling you, I love to eat, and I really love to eat. And so it is a constant battle with me to make sure that I don't balloon balloon, all right? Now, I know I look like a balloon, but I'm not a balloon balloon, all righty? But I could be there tomorrow, all righty? And so I have to do several things, because I like chocolate, and I like ice cream, and I like sweet tea, and I do like Mountain Dew, all right? I like beer. I mean, I like wine. Anyway, I'm just joking. <laughs> I, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I, I've never drank beer or wine, so I don't even know what it tastes like. But what I'm just trying to say is, is that we have to keep under your body. So if you're going to set some goals, you're going to have to discipline yourself to reach your goal. All righty? And part of that discipline is going to be scheduling. Part of that discipline is making yourself accountable to somebody else. Part of that discipline, part of that discipline is not providing for the flesh. What does Romans 13, 14 say? He says, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh. I don't like Christmas time when it comes to eating, to be honest with you, because, man, alive, there's just too much. My sister, every Christmas, Susan, my sister, every Christmas, she gets those triple dip chocolate malted milk balls. And then when we have our Christmas gathering, she sends the rest home with me. And I've got a quart-sized bag at home of those triple dip chocolate malted milk balls. Now, listen, if you ever had a malted milk ball, those Whopper kinds in the cardboard box, that's not what we're talking about. That's junk. We're talking triple dipped milk chocolate malted milk balls like when you put them in your mouth you don't taste the malt you taste the chocolate and i'm just telling you it is delicious now i've convinced myself that they're sugar free <laughs> but when i get on the scale it doesn't look like they're sugar free to me now can i just tell you that you got to get rid of the triple dip chocolate malted milk balls all right, whatever's in your house that's causing you not to reach your goal, you've got to get rid of that, all right? Now, again, define your goal. Number two, discipline yourself to reach your goal. Number three, determine never to lose sight of your goal. Write your goals down. Pray over those goals on a regular ba basis. Make yourself accountable to others. Hey, I want to show you the verse since we're doing more topical this morning. Turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 4 for a second here. Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes. The wisest man who had ever lived under the inspiration of God said this. Chapter 4, verse number 9. Two are better than what? Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Hey, listen. 
we don't tell people the goals that we set because we've already convinced ourselves we're not going to reach them and we don't be embarrassed if somebody knows we don't reach them. Listen, you can't do that. All right. Now, by the way, I think there's some goals, if they're super personal, I wouldn't tell anybody. Alrighty. Depending on what the goal is, and I don't have anything necessarily in mind, but if you've got a personal goal, that, you know, like for instance, if you're trying to lose weight, I'm not sure I would post how much you weigh right now. Okay, getting the idea on that, if it's super personal, I don't think I would do that. But can I just tell you that there are a lot of goals that it's nothing wrong. Like, for instance, there are some of my goals I've already mentioned to you. I don't mind you knowing that my, what my goals are. And it kind of helps you stay accountable. I mean, whether it's a husband, a wife, whether it's your child. Just again, hey, listen, these are things I'm striving for. If your wife knew that you were trying to lose 10 pounds, then maybe she wouldn't fix your favorite dessert every meal. I know. That's why you didn't tell her. So again, you're going to have to determine not to lose sight of your goals. This again goes back to why people don't set goals is because you set goals on January 1st, and by the time you get to March, you've completely forgotten about your goal. You started to read your Bible through and started reading three chapters a day, and you got to the month of April, and you already figured out you're two weeks behind, and you, oh, you just give up on it. There's no way. I'm not going to make it anyway. Just tell me, can I just tell you, when I got down to the end of the year, now one of my goals last year was to read through my Bible in a year. I know that sounds very week for a pastor but again I'm not going to explain all the other stuff I do but I, I still want to go completely through the Bible whether it's once or more I always want to go through the Bible once every year that's just one thing I just want to make sure it happens do you know I got down to the end of the year and be, I was behind I was behind probably I was probably two weeks behind and again I, I, can, I can I just assure you I read my Bible every day just letting you know okay I know this sounds very un, very carnal and spiritual and uh, for my sake for your sake um I write Sunday school lessons, I read, I prepare for messages, I do scripture memorization. I put a lot of scripture in, I, I feel, not as much as I should, but I feel. But one of my goals is to still read through my Bible. And so when I got down to the end, I was like two weeks behind. And I just want to tell you, for the last two weeks, I've been doing double duty, all right? Now, I finished my Bible reading three days ago uh, to finish to the, for the year. But can I tell you, sometimes a person gets behind in their Bible reading, and they just give up. Oh, I'm not going to make it anyway. One guy had set a goal, and was, we were in the summertime. He says, what should I do? I said, I would forget everything that you've already missed, and I would pick up whatever the date is right now, and I'd start here and finish a year out. You know why? Because it puts you into the habit of reaching a goal. All righty? So again, define your goal. <clears throat> Discipline yourself to reach your goal. Determine not to lose sight. How do you not lose sight? Make yourself accountable to others. How do you lose sight? Pray over that goal on a regular basis. How do you, how do you not lose sight? Post it somewhere. You know, I gave you a two sheets, the one for you to fill out for your second copy. For me, I do it digitally. So on my iPad, I've got last year's goal. I, I have a section on reminders where it says goals. I've got 2021, I've got 2022. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know where I got my other ones, but for every year I keep my set of goals. Now I start to keep it in front of me digitally so I can look at it any second. But somehow keep your goal in front of you. Oh, this is what I need to do. This is what I need to get done. All right? Several days will pass and you'll get discouraged because you, you forgot about your goals. All right, last but not least. Depend on God to reach your goals, all right? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not into thine own understanding, and all thy ways, what? And he should direct thy paths. You're going to have to ask the Lord to help you reach your goal, all right? Uh, so we were in family altar last night. I can't remember which kid did it, but uh, we do our memory verses. Someone did Philippians 4, 13, all right? Let's say it together. Philippians 4, 13, I can do... I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, all right? So there are some goals. Now, again, don't make your goals so hard that you can't reach them. But, but all of our goals, we need the Lord to help us with those particular goals. Lord, would you please help me do my Bible reading today? Lord, would you help me get 10,000 steps in today? Lord, would you please help me 
to pass out that gospel track to somebody today? Would you please help me to be able to witness to somebody this week? Whatever those goals are, the way you keep it in front of you is you're depending upon God to help you to, to, to reach those goals. All right? Hey, you can do it. You can. All right? Not you, but you can. How? I can do all things through Christ. So, again, depend upon the Lord to do it. Remember uh, Caleb in the Bible? How old was Caleb when he took his mountain? 85. Actually, was he 80 or 85? I thought he was 80. Was he 85? Was he 80? I thought he was four score. 80? All right. 80 years old. Anybody been here 80 years old? Raise your hand. Nobody? Well, guess what? I guess if Caleb can get his mountain, I guess you can too. At 80 years old. Now, I don't believe... That eight, you know, in the scripture it says, you know, I feel just as good as I did. Remember, they wandered for 40 years. I feel just as good as I did 40 years ago. I don't know about that. But I do know one thing. He had the determination. I want that mountain. Moses said I could have it. God said I could have it because I wholly followed him. I want it. Hey, how bad do you want to reach your goal? All right. How bad do you want to reach your goal? In other words, I want to achieve something. All right. Now, some of your achieving, nobody else is going to know. Some of your achieving is going to be in the private hours of your, of your life. But it's going to be something that drives you. Say, hey, listen, I can do this through God's help. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Church family, I'm done. Listen to me, and I'm, and I'm finished. I don't know what the goal should be for you. All I know is this. If you don't continually try to improve yourself, you're going to stagnate as a Christian. And if not stagnate, you're going to backslide. And you don't want that to happen. All right? Hey, how many is glad that you're not Pastor Hank? Say, man. How many, is Pastor Hank glad that he's not you? Amen. I'm glad I'm me, all right? I don't have to be Brother Nathaniel, Brother Nathaniel has to be me. The same thing with all you, okay? What, is, what does he say, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 5? He said, comparing ourselves among ourselves, measuring ourselves by ourselves is not, not wise. Hey, so guess what? That takes all the pressure off. I don't have to live up to my wife's expectation, my children's expectation, your expectation. I'm just trying to figure out, God, I want to be a better Christian. I want to be a better preacher. I want to be a better pastor. Would you help me in these areas? All right. I'll tell you another goal I didn't finish last year, okay? Uh, I'm not a fiction reader. All right. How many of you guys like to read fiction? Amen. All right. You guys live in a fairy tale world. Fairy tale world. I'm not that kind of person. I want to read books that I'm going to get something from that I can use. All right. I'm a pastor. What am I going to do? Okay. Everything's an illustration. That's what my kids don't let like them in my house. But anyway, everything's an illustration to me. In my mind, when I'm reading something, when I see something, all right, it's just the way I am. So I don't read fiction, okay? Maybe I should. Maybe I'd maybe broaden my horizons. I don't know. But I know that I need to read. And the reason I know I need to read is because Paul said, give attendance to reading. All right? So it's like, guess what? I need to do that. So last year I set me a goal. I set one this year too. But so I set the goal. I, stood here, I think I was going to read, uh, I think I was going to read 15 minutes a day. Now, some of you guys, you can sit down with a 400-page book and read it in a night. How many, how many of you are like that? Would you raise your hand? I just don't tell you. I don't like you. I'm just telling you. That's terrible. <laughs> if I had a 400-page book, that would seem like an eternity to me, okay? I just not a, I'm just not that kind of reader. Now, I read, but I'm not that kind of reader. My wife, my wife can read like that, okay? Praise the Lord. Read this book for me, all right? So <laughs> last year, I was getting behind on my reading. And, of course, it, it times my reading. If I read off of my iPad, whatever books, it times it. So I would give my iPad to one of my kids. And as long as they were on it, my time kept going up, and I loved it. All right? I felt so much better. See how much time I've been reading? All right? But you know what? This last year, I didn't make it 15 minutes a day. And I'm talking about secular, but I'm talking about my Bible. But I'm just, I just I didn't make it, okay? But that didn't keep me from setting another goal this year. All right? 
Hey, can I just tell you, don't get discouraged on setting goals. The Lord, the Lord wants you to improve. He wants you to be a better, a better husband, a better wife, a better Christian, a better soul winner, a better church member, a better servant. He just wants you to be better. So maintain, yes. Press toward the mark, go forward, yes. Just don't backslide, all right? And I want to tell you something. If you're not careful, you'll backslide if you don't say, okay, I need to maintain or I need to go forward. Set some goals for this year. By the way, some of my goals were identical to last year. I didn't change my goals, but I set them. This is where I'm going. This is what I'm trying to do.